are listening to a podcast from C3 Church Wallandilly. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash C3 Wallandilly. My prayer today around this message is that, um, that you would know, that we would know God's contentment and rest on the inside. I think we've heard that a little bit this morning already. Caleb mentioned it as well. Rest, peace, contentment. That we would know that. That we would know deep inside. And that, and that it would sustain us through life's ups and downs. And I want to say to you, church, that in 2020, I, want to, I felt this this morning, I just want to pray that you know, I do pray that we would know contentment and rest, but I want to say to you, I want to declare over you this year, you can and you will know contentment and rest on the inside that will sustain you throughout your life. You can know that. You will know that. Let's step into that prophetically today. Let's stand on that. I'm going to know the deep contentment and rest of God on the inside of me. And so the Apostle Paul talks about the secret of contentment in Philippians. We're going to look at that verse in just a moment. And, um, and so I don't know when you think of contentment, what you think of. Um, you, know, you might think of good health. You might think of financial security or success or a family that loves one another. You might think it's having you know, a few troubles less things on your stress list and more things on your happy list. And you might think, well, the enemy of contentment, what, what's that? You know, I straight away can think of what the enemy of contentment is because it's things that I know have plagued my life at times. That's frustration, it's emptiness, it's comparison. Comparison's a huge one. It's just lack of satisfaction, feeling like you've, there's something missing. It's an insatiable desire for what you can't have. That's something, you know, that's just unattainable to you, that just feels like it's out of reach, that just makes you just feel like I'm just not content. And, you know, we're in a, we're in a society, you know, actually it's human nature, it's right through the Bible as well, it's been right through history where people have we've always, humanity's always had this desire, this for, for, you know, for newer, bigger, better. And it's not that it's wrong to have new things and nice things and good things, I'm not saying that at all, but, but I have to sort of laugh that, you know, we know that, um, you know, that the media coming at us and the, you know, and that the, um, the, the sales pitch of organisations wanting you to, to sell you stuff are going to always make you think that something newer and something better and something bigger or something that, you know, something that's more trendy, it's going to make you feel content, it's going to make you feel good, it's going to satisfy that insatiable desire and and how tempting is that sometimes? How much do we get sucked into that? And I was laughing at myself last night because I was, um, you know, we've been married like, what is it, 28 years or something. And we've got, you know, like we've, we've got a lot of stuff that we've had since we got married. And I'm not, I'm not saying we've never had new stuff, but I'm like not a, a big go out buy new stuff all the time person. I've got nice, you know, anyway. <laughs> but I'm saying to, I was saying to Rowan, my sister put me on to Peters of Kensington, right, online. And so, she, because I was at her house this week in Canberra, 
And she said, she mentioned it. Oh, I got that from Peters of Kinsey. Oh, no, anyway. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Peters of Kinsey. I haven't been there for years. And she says, you know, no, online, online. I'm oh. So, like, I'm getting every day these emails, like, today's daily deal. And I'm like, oh, well, I really want that. I want all this stuff. And last night I showed Rowan chopping boards. Like, we really need new chopping boards. And I'm like, there was a video. Like, we sat and watched a two-minute video about chopping boards. <laughs> And we were like, you have to have these chop... I mean, it, you know, anyway. And I, look, I, there's nothing wrong with good chopping boards, and I'm not saying that I may not... I may or may not one day buy these chopping boards. But I was just thinking of this thing of, wow, you just think, how can I live without that? You know, that's just... That would bring me contentment. That would bring me so much joy. <laughs> and, um, oh, and anyway, I just laughed and went, you know... I know that, or any, you know, that's a personal thing, and anything we do, it's not about what you have or what you don't have, it's about your attitude towards it. So I'm not, you know, certainly not judging you if I come to your house and you've got the chopping boards. I'll be like, good on you, I'm happy for you. And, um, no, but we did have an issue with our old chopping board in that it got put in the oven and it melted, so. And then my, my daughter's always saying to me, Mum, you're not supposed to cut meat on wooden ones, you know, that it's bad and it's, you might get, you know, salmonella poisoning. So, you know, there's justification for wanting the new chopping board. Anyway, but, um, but I know that, um, you know, I know that's the message of our society and I think this, has got to, this is something that I've needed in my life. I've needed to know contentment and rest on the inside that will sustain me through my life. And, and um, I didn't know how much I would need this in my life, but um, I have needed to know this and I have needed to keep... Um, you know, keep walking this out and working this out. So let's, let's look at the scripture and let's see what Paul has to say about the secret of contentment. So Philippians 4, 10 to 13. So I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So great, isn't it? Because he, you know, that, I, we read, I, I thought it'd be good to read that first verse, which is sort of backing up what, why he's saying what he's saying because he's, he's talking about the fact that he didn't, it's not that he needed others to do things for him, he's grateful that the gift was sent. He's talking to them, he's saying, I'm grateful that the gift was sent. And it warmed his heart to know that the, the people, um, the Philippian people loved him and, that, and he valued that. So he's saying, you know, it, it's, it's not, um, he, he's talking about a God sufficiency here, not a self-sufficiency but a God-sufficiency, and not a sufficiency that's without the need of others. So he's saying to them, he's saying, you know, I, I, thank you, I'm grateful, my heart's grateful for the gift that you sent for me. I, I'm, I appreciate that you thought of me. And, and so I, I just, I think that's such a great, um, you know, that, that those verses um, bring me so much encouragement that he talks about whether he's had plenty or whether he's had little, no matter what he's had, no matter what he's been through, He's learned the secret of contentment. So I just thought we'd look at that for a moment this morning. And as I said, I've needed this in my life, you know, as, 
as young. We became pastors when we were um, 25 in Canberra. We had two young children. We were having a third over those years. And, um, and I had no idea what was, what was ahead of me. And, you know, I want to tell you that I have had more challenge in my life than I had thought that I would. Um, but I was given, we were given a word when we were young, when we were around this time, around, we were around 26, so it's, you know, around 20, 22 or so years ago. We were given this encouragement, prophetic word by some pastors, and, um, and they said, you know, and one of them said to us, he said, I can see God is bringing you into a rest of faith. And it, he was referring to, and he talked about the book of Hebrews, how it talks about a rest of faith. And it's a rest from striving and from ambition and from discontent. And he said, God's bringing you into a rest and, and you'll walk in that rest and you'll need to walk in that rest. And so I've, and I thought, oh, that's really nice, you know, rest of faith, that sounds lovely. Like I'm going to be just have this, you know, beautiful peace on the inside and it's going to be lovely and, you know, the birds are going to be singing and <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But um, I, I've realized that I, I've needed to learn this. It's not something that just comes. It's not something that I've just had from the very beginning. I've needed to learn rest and contentment and peace and to walk that out in my life. And, um, and a lot of that has been learning by my mistakes, been hitting the wall and then realising, okay, I need to um, do something. I need to do this differently. I need to go back to God. I need to... I'm not going to try and do this my own way. I need to let him have control of my life. And, and I don't know about you, but my default, and it's partly my personality, but I think a lot of us can have a default to worry and anxiety and fear. And I've needed to learn for my default to be trust and, you know, faith and contentment and peace and trust. And uh, that's a lifelong, that's, been, that's lifelong learning. But I want, to work, I want to walk this out in my life and I want us to walk this out in our lives because it, to me it speaks of longevity. And Paul was about longevity. He wasn't about being a high flyer and just jumping in and being amazing and then burning out. He was about just walking, being people of faith, walking, expectant, hopeful, front-footed. You know, that's what faith people are. And that's what's interesting about his description in Hebrews. It's about the rest of faith, because it's a faith. We're, we're faith people, aren't we? You know, we look forward and we're expectant and we're hopeful and we're front-footed and, and we're looking to God and, and we, you know, we expect good things and we should. And I want that for us. We've got to walk that line of being faith people but having a rest on the inside and not defaulting into doing things in our own strength and, and, and getting stressed and getting worried and getting overwhelmed and not having that contentment. And I can tell you I've known a lot of Christians who are not content. I've known a lot of leaders who are not content. And, and, I, and I've been there myself, and I'm not down on anyone else. I, I have to walk this out. And I heard recently a, a quote of Pastor Mark Kelsey. He said, it's not about being incredible, but it's about, but rather, being credible. And I love that, because we can sometimes in the Christian world go, oh, I just want to be incredible, I want to just just do all this stuff for God, and I want to be amazing, and, and, you know, but I'm like, I just want to be credible, I just want to be the real deal, I want to be authentic, I just want to love Jesus, I want to have longevity, I want to still be here, I want to still 
I want to still love Jesus when I've got my last breath in my lungs and I just want to, I want consistency and longevity and it's, it's, I don't know, sorry if that's boring, but that's just what I've learned and I'm getting old so I'm just going to tell you what's the, the real deal. And, um, and so, you know, I was just thinking, well, well, how? How? You know, Paul says it's a secret, this contentment, but surely it's not a secret. I mean, his whole life was about telling us stuff. His whole life was about sharing everything and be himself. So what is this secret? How has he, how did he do this? How? You know, where's the contentment? Where did he get this contentment from? How did he, um, you know, how do we rest in faith? How do we keep our soul, how do we, you know, in a good place, talked about last week about, you know, Pastor Phil's talking about saying one time the most, the hardest thing to, the hardest thing about leadership is leading yourself. And I can definitely say that's the case. I can do all sorts of things for other people and that's fine. But then I've got to deal with myself at the end of the day. I've got to deal with what's in my own head. I've got to deal with my own attitude. I've got to deal with my own forgiveness issues. I've got to deal with my past. I've got to deal with my, my body and my health and what's on you know, what's in front of me. And um, those things are not always easy things to face, but you know what? God wants to walk with us. He wants to help us. And he says, you can do all things through me because I'll give you strength. Or Paul says that he will give, he, he will give strength. And, and that was the exam- that's the example of Paul's life. And so I'm just going to mention a few things that I just saw, I have seen in the example of Paul's life just in the few moments we have left um, but first, if you're not aware of, of much of the Apostle Paul, I just wanted to, to, um, to explain that he, he was an apostle, and I, I can, I, I'm really encouraged by him. I used to think he was a bit cold and aloof, and I wasn't sure about him, but the more I look, and, and it's really funny, you know, I was just saying to Rowan, I was, last night I was, I was reading uh, some of Second Timothy, I said, you know, I've read this so many times, and I've not seen it. The way I'm seeing it now, I'm not. I've not seen. Um, I've seen it as just Paul telling a story about this is happening and that's happening and that person abandoned me and that didn't have, didn't work out and whatever. Now I'm seeing it as being that person abandoned me. You know, I'm se- I'm sensing his heart. I'm sensing the pain, the heartbreak, and I'm seeing that. Wow, these are not just. You know, these are these are not just. These these words have got stories behind them that were painful for him. And it encourages me because we're not alone in our struggle. You know, Paul was amazing. He was amazing. And he says, you know, he says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I mean, what a, what, what a story. What an amazing man he was. But I can, you know, I want to tell you today that he lived, as we saw a little bit in that scripture we just looked at in Philippians, it says he, he's been hungry. He, he lived facing extreme weather, cold, being cold, and being in heat. We experienced a little bit of the heat of being in the Middle East when we were there a few years ago. It was 50 degrees the day we were, and I don't know we've had hot temperatures here lately as well, but it was 50 degrees the day we were, we were out at the Dead Sea, wasn't it? And it's like, this is really, this is a place where it was really hot, but it was also, it snowed in winter, it was freezing, but it was also really, really hot and stifling. Imagine what it was like for him out in those extremities in, in difficult situations that he was imprisoned in cha- and, and chained to, 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 to people, to soldiers. He was beaten. His friends abandoned him. You know, as I said, that 
I'm really uh, seeing that more about how much that pained him. He endured the thorn in the flesh, which we don't know what that exactly is, but it was something that he, he endured that he talks about, and that's a whole other story. He talks about having something in his life, a thorn in the flesh, that he, he carried and it, he, and it never went away, but it was something that, that helped him to be able to draw on the enabling of God. He faced danger, serious danger. You know, he was ridiculed and he faced hostility and then he faced many, many other things. And, you know, so he was in a challenging situation. Like I said, I'm encouraged by that because I know that he, I know that's the setting that he lived in, but I know that his words are of declaration. His words are of faith. His words are, but God, we can look to him and he, he is all we need. And... Um, like I said at the beginning, you know, for us this year, I want to say we can have contentment and rest on the inside regardless of our circumstances and what the face of things look, looks like, look, uh, look like for us. So, you know, sometimes I used to think, oh, I must, have, I must be a failure as a Christian because I'm not living in victory, you know. But victory is about what we're, what's happening on the inside. Victory is, I'm sorry, but victory is not about how amazing our world is on the outside. It's about the condition of how we are on the inside. It's about where it is with us on the inside. It's about the condition of our soul. That's the victory. And I'm, I'm sorry for those messages that have come out over the years of victory being something else because it's victory is, is, is the inner world. It's because of what Jesus has done. And so how, you know, what, what did Paul do and how? Just in, in a couple of minutes, I'm just going to fly over a things I wrote down. Rowan's like, you're writing a lot of stuff down, you know, this is a short service. I'm like, <laughs> but he lived, Paul lived, and we can live on the basis of our position in Christ. You know, he lived on that basis. He says, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. And, you know, he knew that he, he was not of this earth. He was a pilgrim on this earth. He had a heavenly home, and he looked to the heavenly he looked to heaven and knew that was where that was where that would we be where his crown would be, and uh, he knew he was a co-heir with Christ. He knew he was valued. He'd been ransomed. He he understood. I've been bought with a price. You know, the blood of Jesus purchased me. I'm not my own. I don't need to worry about stuff. God looks after me. I am not my own. Do you know, he learned. He was a learner. He wasn't perfect. He went through stuff like we all do. He made mistakes. He was humble enough to learn and to grow. You know, his relationship with Jesus, is, it was vibrant. It was authentic. It was a daily reality for him. He, he talked in the scripture in Ephesians we read last week. It said, um, it, it talked about, you know, the Holy Spirit's uh, power coming to, into our inner world. That was a, a reality for him, a daily reality. He, he, he relied on that. He knew the power of the Holy Spirit. He was a man of prayer and worship. You know, we, again, we read last week in Ephesians about how he, he bowed his knee. He was all about prayer. He was about living by the power of the Holy Spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to come and bring enabling. He was a worshiper, you know. Um, we, we know this, there's a story, you know, of, of Paul and, and one of his his um, partners, Silas, his, his colleagues, his co-workers, they were in prison and they worshipped and they sang songs and they prayed and the prison walls fell down. How cool is that? 
Like he was the guy that believed in the supernatural. I mean, I don't know whether that was his intent, whether he went, okay, let's pray and worship and see if the walls come, or whether that, sorry, whether the, not the walls come down, but the, you know what I mean, the, the gates opened. It's like it was supernatural. They got, you know, they got to just walk out of that place, which is amazing. He was strengthened with the Holy Spirit's power. He knew that he had the Holy Spirit's power uh, available to him, and he was not the slightest bit interested in having any form of religion but he wanted the power of God at work within him. He had a purpose, and you have a purpose. When we know our purpose, we know where to place our value, it gives us contentment. We don't have to worry about everything else. We just run our own race because we have a purpose, and we follow that. And, and you know, we might, not be able, we might not see very far ahead in our purpose. We might have seasons where you might know exactly where you're going, you might have seasons where you're like, I don't know anything in front of me, but I'm walking by faith step by step, day by day, and that's okay too. But you've got a purpose in your heart that you're going to follow Jesus and you'll trust him wherever he'll take you, and, and that will bring you contentment. Um, you know, Paul was all about joy. He was about rejoicing. It says 16 times in the four chapters of Philippians, it talks about joy or rejoicing. And uh, let's not forget this in the Christian life. You know, I know I'm a, bit, I'm a bit heavy and I'm talking about heavy stuff, but, you know, we've got to have joy. We've got to, you know, yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength and I, I, I draw on the joy of the Lord, but we can enjoy life as well. We can enjoy little things. I might, I, you know, I might, we might find joy in your little special things that you purchased from Peters of Kensington. That's totally fine. <laughs> God's not harsh and like, oh, judgy and like, oh, what are you doing enjoying that? He wants you to go, if you love, you know, the outdoors, the garden, whatever it is that just brings joy to you. Some people, you know, that, that's going to be so individual for you. But I love that. And you think about the life of Jesus, you know, he celebrated with people. He went to parties. He feasted. Like, these guys knew how to have a good time. You know, there's nothing, no, you know, we don't have to be boring. And, and, and we can have joy and we can laugh and we should laugh. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and think about what brings rest to your soul. And, and don't, don't let yourself be guilted into, oh, no, I can't have a rest. I've always got to be doing things for other people. It's just, you know, to have contentment on the inside, we've got to be led by the Spirit. And that's just about you know, him leading you into whatever it is that you need. It's so personal. And if you're someone that just needs to, yeah, I, mean, we, I think we all need to have space on our own. We, we saw that last week with, with, in the Ephesians prayer of, of Paul saying, you know, you, you know it's, that, that prayer needs to be just, you know, get before God on your own. Yes, we pray corporately and we have, we have God in our, um, in our conversation and in our, you know, it's a relationship. We have that with him all the time. But there's also a, a, a place which we all need where we can just come aside with him and have that, um, have that relationship with him, have that prayer time with him, have that solace. And, and um, you know, the Old Testament, they talked a lot, you know, the Jewish custom was the Sabbath, and it's like a, a Sabbath-type rest. It's, it's just coming away, and whether it's worship or whether it's prayer or whatever it is that just brings rest to your soul, you know, do that. Don't be guilted into thinking that that's not a good thing to do. And, you know, I can see that he's, he was all about thankfulness. And this has been such a key thing for my life. Over and over, Paul says, I give thanks. I'm so thankful. Thank you. He says, thank you for coming. Thank you for sending. Thank you. You know, it's good for us to be thankful. 
And while, you know, in my prayer, I have a lot of things I'm asking God for, and I want, always want to be thankful, always want to be, you know, I have this little thing lately where I've got, it's like a bit of a, just a thing that I do where I'm like, okay, I've got 10 fingers, what's 10 things I can be thankful for? Some days I just can't, you know, it's a real focus of your mind, because I'm like, oh, I can't really think of anything. And I'm like, oh, like one, two, no. You know, and I try and make them really specific things, so not just husband, but, you know, something that's happened recently, something that I can go, yeah, that, that, and it's really good because it actually, and I make myself think of 10 things, but it makes me think differently. It's good for me to, it actually makes me think, yeah, it just makes me think differently. It makes me think from a grateful mindset. It makes me think from a thankful perspective. It helps me to remember thankfulness rather than the default of anxiety and worry. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, I could go there, but I'm going to say thank you for what you did do. And, um, and you know, his relationship with others, and this is, we need this. He talks about partnership constantly. He says that um, the, the believers, they were his joy and his crown, and, you know, his relationship, his, his, his friends, his co-workers, his teams, they... They did things together as the body of Christ. They, they had meals together. They did projects together. They raised funds together. They did great exploits out to reaching the lost, and they did these things together. And, and Paul was a really relational guy, and I believe that his, um, his, he had pain from his relationships, but God used relationships to warm his, um, to warm his heart and to bring him, uh, you know, to, to show him to show Paul his love, and we can do that through one another. We can share what God's done in us through loving one another and encouraging one another. And so, um, as I said, I, I believe that we can know this contentment. I'd want to pray for us today. If you want to just stand to your feet and if um, the band can come, I'd love to pray for us to, to know that contentment and rest on the inside that would sustain our lives, that we'd, we'd know that at a deeper level and that, um, that this year in 2020 we would be able to say, you know what, I stand on rest, the rest of faith and the contentment in God that I know that nothing is going to happen in my life that's outside his control. I know that I'm going to be okay. Thanks for listening today. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash c3wallandilly.